Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I am your occasional co-host, Keefe, from ghostcultmag.com. With me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Curtis Dewar. Hello. Which I said correctly. Um, but I am a Scotch fan, so sorry if I say Dewar, but it's Dewar. What are we going to talk about today, Curtis? Okay, well, last night I had a brain fart. So our topic is on my brain fart. So we are going to talk about how to be able to reach virtually anyone in the universe. And that is going to be the topic of the podcast. And the reason this came about is because last night I was on... uh, I don't even remember what I was on. Somehow, 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 and somehow, somehow, some way, I came across uh, Ken Tamplin's uh, Vocal Academy. I don't even remember how I even got on this subject, but I was just like messing around on Friday night. Um, you know how it is, right? You're on, you're online, in between looking for conspiracy theories about coronavirus, and uh, <laughs> for some reason, I uh, came across something new with Ken Tamplin. I think it was on YouTube. I don't even remember off the top of my head. Ken Tamplin, for those of you guys who do not know, uh, was a semi-famous 80s metal Christian singer back, you know, back in the day, right? He did a lot of uh, more like glam rock type things. He was like a hard rock guy. Fairly well known. He's won a few awards. But now he's known as a vocal coach. He he has trained people like uh, the singer from Dragon Force. Um, He also has trained someone from uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and a whole bunch of people. He's, he's a fairly well-known vocal coach. He's got like 100,000 fans on his Facebook page. And uh, I believe it's his full-time business now. But he also does occasionally things like soundtracks for TV and film and that type of stuff as well, right? He's, he's a pretty well-known guy. Nice. So I got it in my head. So I got it in my head. Hey, Ken would probably make a great guest. Because I sat there and I watched a couple of his videos. And they were pretty damn cool, right? I don't know anything about singing, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty neat. So I was like, hey, this would be kind of neat. You know, he's also Sammy Hagar's cousin, which is also kind of neat. So I was like, yeah, maybe we can find out a way. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. So I went on his website. I started clicking around. Surprisingly, I didn't find anything but an order form. So I went, and I did probably the dumbest thing imaginable. And I and I messaged Keith. Hey, do you know who's Ken Tamplin's publicist? And Keith came back. I'm not joking you, what was it, one minute, two minutes later, with an email address for Ken, which I had been looking for for 30, 40 minutes. And Keith, would you like to explain how you found this? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> a lot of times I'm, I'm asked this request a lot from people. Do you know who is the publicist for? Do you know who, where I can find blank? Um, mm-hmm. And the first thing I always do is I go to Facebook and I go to their about section on their Facebook page because almost always you know, 90% of the time, nine out of 10 times, the information's there. And what was there? Ken's personal email address. Yep. For business. And uh, I should have known better than this because I usually will do something like that. But I don't know if it's just because the corona stupidity has fried my brain in between watching all the conspiracy things, like I said. But, uh, like, I mean, it's like, usually you can find a contact info for almost anybody and it's usually sitting right under your fucking nose so if it's not on facebook it's usually on instagram or it's on twitter or it's just on the person's web page 99.9 percent of the time you are going to be able to find a contact info if you search hard enough um but a common misconception 
like a common thing that I get too, and Keith does as well, is like, you know, I don't know how to reach so-and-so. But 99.9% of the time, the person has not actually really looked at any of the usual places or <clears throat> attempted to reach out. Like I'll have people say like, like, well, I sent them a message on Facebook and all I got was an automated metered response or something. I'll be like, well, dude, did you check Instagram? Did you check, you know, their website? And I'll be like, oh, duh, I didn't think of that. And I did the exact same thing last night. And like I said, I'm usually pretty good about this stuff. Um, other places where you can also check for information is LinkedIn. It's a very good spot to find information about people. Um, just putting in a simple Google search, like you typed in the words uh, key Chackies at uh, – you know, New York City, you could probably find a contact information for Keith just like that. Please don't. Right? Same thing with me. Please leave What's me alone. That? Please leave me alone, everybody within the sound of this podcast. But, don't bother me. But I'm just saying, saying as an example. Same thing with me. You could, you could. I'm sure you could easily find a way to get a hold of me, like just by typing my name in Google and saying my city, right? So um, there's different ways you can do it. Like Google search, like I said, is one way. So if you put like the person's name, so if you said uh, Joe Blow. Uh, Kitchener, Ontario, you're going to have a higher likelihood of finding them because most people have an online presence, especially people um, who are more famous or more well-known or even lesser known, but sort of known. You know, someone like uh, a Ken Tamplin or like some somebody of that ilk who's not like famous, famous, but, you know, well-known enough, right? Um, you can usually find their information. A lot of times you can even find like even a phone number. I don't know why you'd want to call someone out of the blue nowadays, but you could most of the time. Um, but the point is, is that the information is there. You should also so, never call anyone out of the blue, especially me. And don't call, call me out of the blue either, because I never pick up any Curtis numbers. Curtis hates the phone. Curtis Dewar hates the phone. I hate the phone. I only like taking the phone is if, if it's really necessary, just as an aside, because the only reason why that is, is because of the fact I am going to forget everything you told me in 20 minutes. And if we agreed on something, I'm going to forget about it. And if I agreed on, if I told you something, you could, you could tell me later, I promised you something else that I didn't promise. That's why I hate the phone. In my mind, phones are psychotic. They don't have a memory. Um, so that's why I prefer to have everything done on a text message line or a messenger line or an email line. So Keith, okay. So let's say, let's say the person has tried, uh, like, let's say I'm trying to get a hold of, for example, let's say it's, uh, I don't know, some some uh, booking agent, let's say. So I've tried their Facebook. I can't find anything. What should I do next? Well, uh, you, I'm not against asking a friend. I'm glad you asked me. I'm not mad. It's just, you know, I think yeah. there's a, you can definitely take steps by yourself. Um, if like, you just to clarify before you say anything else, though, you should always try to look yourself before yeah, asking someone else. Just because. Like, someone like Keith, it's going to be a pet peeve eventually. Yeah, eventually. I mean, yeah, there's definitely – well, for there's definitely other editors in the music world who hit me up continually without looking up things first. Yeah. Now, they know that I know, and I know I know, and normally if it's somebody I work with all the time and it's top of mind, I don't mind sharing the information. Now, on Facebook, for example, there are – journalist groups and there are photographer groups and photographers which is also a community I'm part of are notorious for this kind of looking for a contact post does anyone know who the publicist is for Guns N' Roses uh, Guns N' Roses has their own photographer and the chances of you getting to shoot Guns N' Roses unless you have a huge following or are a big name working for a big website are fucking slight, slight to nil so 
even if I give you the publicist information, you know, definitely don't do that. Or certain publicists who just don't like to be bombarded by new people and you giving them that information out. Like, I'm not saying don't give it out, but like, use discretion. If you know the publicist is not a fan, please don't give my information out. And then you turn around and do it. You're a dick. Um, exactly. I agree. Or, you know, or like, even in social media, nine times out of 10, when I make a post, from a press release, I clearly tagged the publicist. And, you know, that's a signal, not just, hey, publicist, I did a thing. That also lets everybody following me know who that publicist is to contact. And normally, most publicists want you to contact them. On the other hand, sometimes they don't, you know, and you're going to just suddenly get them bombarded with a lot of things. So if you're a journalist or a photographer, be judicious about the spread. This information's not secret, but... It's definitely, you know, not public domain either. Um, And again, photographers are notorious, not me, because I have an outlet, but a lot of non-affiliated independent photographers, of which there are too many, all want to hit up the label and ask them, hey, I'm trying to shoot this band for my fucking Instagram and Flickr account. Yeah, well, fuck off. Unless you have a huge following or endorsed by camera companies, which, you know, they don't do a lot of that much. Also, so like, you know, y'all need to dial it down and hook up with a, you know, a brand or something. Um, There's too many motherfuckers in that field. I I am one of them and I manage a whole bunch of photographers for Ghost Call. But yeah, there's just too many people harassing people. But let's turn it around to something positive. So now you have Ken's information. Let's let's walk through what your complete cold call email pitch is to him to get him to come on the Dumb and Dumbest podcast. Sure. For me, it's going to like I'm pretty simplistic with my pitches, just so don't get me wrong on this. I don't do anything fancy. People are always expecting me to have some wonder sales pitch. Basically, what I do is I say, hey, my name's Curtis. I'm with the Dumb and Dumbest podcast, a music industry podcast. Uh, that te- that goes over music industry advice for musicians. We've had on guests, like I'll usually say a few big names like Blasco. Uh, you know, I might say, um, you know, Lindsay or a few other people like that. Some fairly well-known guests I'll put down who we've had. And I'll say, I'm interested in interviewing, in this case, Ken for the podcast um, at some point. Uh, can you let me know if this is possible and what his availability is? Uh, you can check out the podcast here. And I'll put a link to the Ghost Cult site with the list of the archives. And the reason why I put Ghost Cult there is because that is a known publication versus just having it on the Spotify. And Keith does host the podcast. So it shows that we're legitimate by doing that. So I put all the information, put the link, and I say, um, you know, if you're interested, please let me know. I would really appreciate it. Curtis Dewar, that's it. Thank you. So I just basically say who I am, uh, where I'm from. What I want, I put a link to the podcast, and I say, let me know of availability, and I can make it work. That's it. Nothing else, nothing more. If I was going to do it for something else, I might do it a little bit differently, but that's it. Word. I think additional things you could uh, slide in there is that the Dumb and Dumbest podcast has 20,000-plus plays per month across all podcast networks. Um, If you are a music website like me, when I pitch a thing – uh, I pitched a couple of festivals that are probably not going to happen, but I pitched them nonetheless. And I uh, I had a recent pitch, I think I mentioned, uh, to an affiliate of Live Nation, and they were asking for a lot of details about Ghost Cult and our reach. So I, you know, posted that we, you know, we had uh, 
one point seven million hits in twenty nineteen, and a, on an estimate for two over two million in twenty twenty. Our social media reach is whatever it is forty thousand plus across all social networks. Um, yeah, same thing with me. If I'm pitching an interview for somebody, who are the notable people I've interviewed? Judas Priest, Megadeth, Black Dahlia Murder. You know, uh, the list goes on. Opeth. Um, yep. you know, Jinx Dawson, the list goes on and on. So, yeah, that's what you do to make a pitch. And that's, you know, again, when you're cold pitching someone, when you have a relationship with someone, you can be a little more loosey-goosey. But when you're pitching someone brand new who you have to assume doesn't have any relationship to you for the first time ever, you definitely want to come correct and you want to be kind of uh, muted. Be enthusiastic, but don't be desperate, you know? One key thing that bugs me, like when I get a uh, person coming to me for PR, uh, I'd say nine times out of ten, what they'll do is they'll just say their band name and then their style, and then they will include nothing like the music they want promoted. And then they'll be like, well, what can you do for me? I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like when you're like when you're doing like you got to make sure that you have the complete information when you're when you're newly going to someone because like if a band approaches me. Um, even if they're somewhat known, that doesn't necessarily mean I even know who they are. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's thousands of bands out there. Same thing's oh, going to happen with Keith. If he gets brilliant. a band that's, you know, like a, a, a B-level band, he may not have heard of them. And, you know, he might not know anything about them. Same thing with me. And, you know, like, I don't know if it's musically something I want to do, if it matches, you know, that type of thing. So I just need all the information, like who you are, if you have a label, you know, I don't really need a big explanation. Attach some MP3s of the whole thing, and then I can listen to it. And also attach the lyrics. I can make sure you're not a crazy person, and uh, you know, kind of go from there. Reversely, like Keith said, though, if I already know you and you're a past client where we've been dealing with each other, you could be like, "Hey, man, you know, uh, my band's about to release some new uh, some new music. Uh, could I send you the tracks?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure." That'd be the that'd be the entirety of the exchange, right? Nothing more, nothing less. I don't need your whole life story and the backstory. But it, like he said, like the the if you don't know someone, you need to have more information, but still be concise. You don't. You got to get that balance between being too much and too little, and it can be hard at times. Right, and I'll I'll just add that like anybody you're pitching, you I, if I if I worked at Consequences Sound or Loudwire or Pitchfork. All of my pitches would be the same. You assume the receiver has never heard of you or your site. You assume I don't have a context for your band. And even just saying neo-thrash pizza crossover metal, I don't know what the fuck that means. Tell me, tell you know, I don't love, as an occasional publicist, I'm going to put on my publicist hat for a minute, uh, doing occasional publicity, I'm not a huge fan of FFO for fans of, but it is... Super useful for writers. 100%. I'd, li- I'd like to write something and craft a biography or craft a pitch that doesn't need to say, for fans of Exodus, Death Angel, Testament, Suicidal Tendencies, I want to be able to put it in the in the words so you understand that. But it is immensely helpful to have genre and band tags at times. But yes, there's also too much. I don't need your whole fucking life story. I was born in a little shack in the mountain, the Appalachian Mountains of West Virginia in 1981 yeah. to my ma and pee Like, I don't need to fucking know. I don't need yeah. to know all that. Just, like, this is my band. 
Here's a little bit about us. Here's a link to some music. This is very important, bands pitching Curtis and occasionally yep. me for projects. Send me a link to your music. I cannot guess what you sound like. And I need to make a determination if you're the right kind of band to work with me. Um, yep. I get pitches for Ghost Cult from a lot of stuff. Now, we have a big swath of types of music we cover. But still, there are people who just got my name from somewhere. It looks like they never looked at us. They don't have time. They just got yep. a list of names, and they blasted this list of names hoping that I take a listen to their post-progressive, uh, you know, garage punk rap band. Yep. So, like, maybe some of that is applicable. Maybe you did a keyword search and my site came up. Maybe you did some intel. But there are definitely instances where I'm pitched things that just are remotely not appropriate. Just completely yep. not appropriate. Not even remotely. Not even remotely appropriate for, for Ghost Cult. So think about your target audience at all times. Don't be a dick when you're looking for information. Some of these things are very, you know, common sense responses but like we as curtis and i and matt have learned when we do these podcasts and we've done our you know our time in the industry here nothing is common sense and uh you know you have to kind of act like everybody just showed up yesterday yeah and especially even even if you think like the band you're referencing is well known especially just kind of like make it a little bit clearer because i mean i've gotten stuff pitched to me were told to me, like I've had a band, um, for example, like I know nothing about metalcore, almost nothing, right? I know nothing about the history of it. I know a few bands, but other than that, if you tell me someone, a big name in metalcore, I probably don't know who they are. I have no idea. But I mean, for example, this one time I had this band and they said, you know, I, I teamed up with Joe from Blah Blah Band. I can't remember what the name of the band was, but it was a well-known band to write this album. And he didn't say that. I'm like, okay. Right. And then, you know, I, it, it took me like I'm, I'm reading through this email to finally grasp that, you know, that was a significant key, important piece of information. And it was like a big, long email. Right. But I didn't grasp that. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe this guy's somewhat important. And then I went and Googled him. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he is. He's a well-known guy. And this is like something that can really be used to promote this project. So you just kind of got to assume that people don't know who you're talking about a lot of the times right because like just because you know doesn't mean everyone else know like you know like if i was going to say that i was going to interview someone with keith with keith i would just say you know keith jackie's i would say from ghost cult magazine you know what i'm saying just to show that keith is an actual you know not just journalist keith but keith from ghost cult magazine does that make sense it does make total sense like, I, if I'm just saying his name, a lot of people aren't going to grasp that. But if I say Keith from Ghost Cult Magazine, it's like, oh, this might be a legitimate interview to be done, be doing, right? Or else if I say Matt Bacon from Dropout Media slash Prophecy Productions or Ripple Music, whatever the heck I want to say, gives a little bit of clout. And it kind of, then the person goes, oh, okay, I know what they're talking about. Um, well, thank you. I think, I think Matt has a little more... I think Matt has a little more clout than I do in the global uh, world, but uh, no. thank you for thinking that no. I have some clout at all or that my name carries any weight. I usually think it doesn't. People, it, it is funny that people do seem to know, you know, are starting, we were to, we did a podcast that hasn't aired yet about branding and personal branding, and it is funny that people are starting to kind of know me as Keefe, uh, yeah. which was the idea all along anyway. That's my childhood Definitely. nickname, and people are starting to identify me as Keefe. Um but yeah, like yeah, don't take anything for granted. 
and definitely do your homework and and try to look stuff up for yourself before mm-hmm. you you know if you don't know a, if you don't know the members of a band if you don't know a band's record label metal archives is going to especially have underground stuff if you don't have me, a, a, a wherewithal for metalcore look up the metalcore you know google best metalcore labels and you're going to get fearless hopeless which is now part of somebody else unfd and you can basically look at who their bands are and see, you know, Epitaph has a lot of metalcore bands. Uh, yep. Nuclear Blast has a sub-label just for metalcore called The Rising Empire. So, you know, just do a little bit of homework, all of y'all, and uh, don't be don't be a, a punisher and don't be a dick. Do you have any other yep. final thoughts to add, Curtis? No, I think th- I think that's it on this one. Do you want to pitch your current special for Do, do or PR? I might as well, eh? So basically for the months of March and April, I am offering a, a unique special, uh, one that I've done before, which is if you buy three months of the PR, you get the fourth month for free. But I'm also offering if you buy a two-month PR package, you get the third month free. That's good till the month of April, and then hopefully all of us will be back to normal by the end of that time. And if you're interested in that, hit me up. Word. And, and I'm going to emailing me at doerpr at gmail.com or direct messaging me on any of my social media platforms. Word. Word to the bird. And I will also add in that uh, Ghost Cult is still doing our free ads giveaway. I will I will keep it open a while longer until I can't anymore. Uh, we're doing our free ads giveaway to anybody who's tour or suffered a major financial hardship as a result of the coronavirus pandemic outbreak. Uh, and you can DM me at Ghost Cult Keefe, at Ghost Cult Mag, at Ghost Cult Mag on Twitter, Instagram, etc. Uh, or email me at my address, editor at ghostcultmag.com, and pitch me, and pitch me correctly. James Hetfield need not apply for the free ads. Well, he doesn't, they don't need any. They have yeah. all the money in the world. Um, but thank you. Uh, I wish he would, actually. I love James Hetfield. Uh, I got to tell that story someday on the podcast about how I pissed off James Hetfield. Anyway. This has been the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. You have been listening. Are we done yet? Everything is terrible.